You're listening to the second installment of Plans We Make. I'm Ryan Lott of Sunlux, and this is the first of three episodes discussing the theme of collaboration with some of our favorite artists and collaborators. Today I'll be talking with New Zealand singer and songwriter Kimbra. Though her debut Vows was released in 2011, it was her cameo on Gautier's hit, Somebody That I Used To Know, that won her global fame, of which she then used to make some of the most adventurous and diverse pop music of the past few years, mixing an array of influences, R&B, pop, dance, electronic. I had a chance to catch up with Kimbra recently, and we discussed mostly the album that we're making together. About a year ago, she reached out to me about producing her next record. And before that, we had spent a couple weeks together on the road sharing a bill around the U.S. And it's really in that context that I had an opportunity to witness what an incredible musician she is. And just night after night, seeing her just absolutely slay, I sort of became a true fan. Um, So it was a real honor to, to get the invite from her. So yeah, we talked about some other stuff as well. Here is our conversation. So, Kimbra, my friend. Ryan, my friend. Thank you for doing this. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me on this uh, this little podcast adventure. I'm Are you stoked. traveling right now? I'm stoked you have a podcast, by the way. I think that that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I hope so. No, it does. I mean, like... You, Here we got, are. Yeah, you've got so much to share, and you speak very well about music. Like, I've listened to a couple of the episodes. I thought they were really great. Oh. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So am I traveling uh, right now? No. I mean, right now I'm still upstate New York, but I'm preparing to leave in a week for New Zealand for three months. Yes. Uh, is this public knowledge? Is there something you can share? Yeah. 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 Tell us about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be <laughs> a mentor slash judge, I guess, on this TV show called Pop Stars. So it's like young uh, producers, uh, artists bands that audition to be part of um this this uh show and at the end of it they win <laughs> a record contract with warner brothers <laughs> the deal i just got out of <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be interesting like I-, I think i'm gonna be the voice of um veteran knowledge of the music industry after a decade of being with warner brothers i can you know tell them what to expect yeah. and just kind of yeah. I-, I mean it's a great opportunity to um you know, have have some influence over the next generation of musicians that are coming through and get to be back in my hometown. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of veteran knowledge, the loose topic of this conversation is collaboration. Okay, great. And I think I think you're a great person to talk to because as you said, in, in a sense, you you know having it's not that not that you're you're old or or, or anything <laughs> close to it, but but you have um, you've had an incredible career already so far. You started really early, and you man, you've accomplished a lot, and you've you've worked with a lot of amazing musicians, hmm. and you've worked in different. I've seen you um, in different musical contexts. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to know each other on the road. Uh, we toured together in the U.S. I guess that was like. Years ago now, which is crazy. Gosh, I know. Yep. <laughs> and uh, now we're uh, making a record together. <laughs> so um, I want you. I won't. I suppose I shouldn't put you on the spot about our particular collaboration, but I would be curious to know more about. I don't really know. Even though I've seen you on the road and I've worked with you in the studio, I actually don't know a ton about the kind of. Um, things, the kind of experiences you've had in a collaborative sense. I'm curious if you have any like 
standouts or any um you don't have to name any names but any any terrible experiences <laughs> yeah <laughs> well first of all i i don't know if people can see it because i'm clapping and it's a podcast but i'm clapping because i am so excited about our collaboration and i feel like it's been one of my more enjoyable ones to date honestly um and i think there's a few reasons for that i'm off a record label so it really has been a very mm. intimate and closed process for us which is yeah. new for me i grew up you know having a lot of opinions on every choice um i made mm. uh and records were a heavily invested thing by record labels with a lot of expectation around them especially because i had been part of a song that did so well um yes yeah. and 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 that the expectation that follows that um is pretty huge um enormous yeah i can't imagine yeah. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And for the first time, I feel so liberated as an artist to be working with someone like yourself and getting free reign to your mind. So not having, you know, a fantastic producer come on board, but then have someone else get in their ear and tell them what yeah. they need to create for the artist. You know, yeah. we know that there's a loose you know hope for a single sure but apart from mm -hmm. that we've been able to keep this mm -hmm. pretty much between us so when people yes. ask how are you doing a record in quarantine I said look I've got to tell you it's actually been one of the smoothest um collaborations yeah. of my career because we yeah. we both feel that we can have the freedom and the space to experiment and 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 push into alternative methods of 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 pop and what I mean by that is we both make music that has a an expectation of weirdness like people listen to yeah. our albums knowing that they're going to get something you know a bit something unexpected unexpected something yeah, yeah right and so the cool thing about working together on a pop album is that we're already kind of we're searching for something really catchy and really um important feeling but we want to do it in a way that hasn't been done before and that's a that's really right. ambitious project it's really ambitious um there's so many ways we could go about making an easy pop record. There's the, we know the writers mm -hmm. we could bring in. We know yep. the routes we could take. We know the production methods we could take that could easily create that sort of dance floor catharsis. Yeah. We're both quite well-versed with what the, the formula of pop, but, yeah. but it yeah. is ambitious to say, we know we can do that and you know not to be arrogant i mean i i would never go as far to say that sure. we we know how to write a number one hit and release it tomorrow but there is something c courageous i think and i see yeah. it in your yeah. work to want to push into creating pop through a palette of unexpected sounds um yeah 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 that's right unexpected approaches um one of my favorite collaborators uh and bandmate uh, Rafiq Bhatia, um, he has an interest. He has such a good way of like he's such a wordsmith um, and a brilliant thinker. And one of the things that he, one of the metaphors he shared with me recently is um, the metaphor of the frame. Mm -hmm. And and then when you have when you have a piece of visual like two dimensional visual art, mm -hmm. the the image inherently not just exists within that frame, but it pushes against it. Mm -hmm. And it's the the frame itself. And I don't necessarily mean the picture frame, but like the edges yep. themselves are, uh, we perceive everything within those edges in, in the context of that framing. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how I think about making this pop record with you, which is that um, it's how do we push against this frame? Mm. How do we let the music uh, overlap that frame um, or, or, or butt up against it, sit inside it? Yes. Um, you know, there's like so many, so many cool ways to think about it. But yes. I recently that Rafiq mentioned that 
brought up that metaphor and I thought that was a really good one. And I think, you know, the record label plays into that metaphor too because they can become too rigid a frame. Yeah. They can become something that's, right. that's actually pushing the image in and you're not getting the full expression of what it could be. So I yeah, like, no, yeah, we have a frame, but yeah, it's absolutely. not imposing on the image. Um, we're still, and it's also, yeah. and we've also decided ahead of time that that, it's not going to be five by seven. Sure. You know, sure. like where, where outside influences and people with big expectations about how to cash in on the formula, mm. the formula is five by seven or the formula is three by five or five by six, you know, and we're like, well, what about 11 by 12? Right. What about 11 by 12 yep. and a half? You know, yep. like, yes. you know, so, you know um, no, it's exactly right. And I think that's yeah. a big reason for why the collaboration has been so freeing. Um, another big reason is just like a shared interest in, <laughs> it's a kind of, I don't know if the word is right, but I think we have a shared interest in transcendence in music. I see it in your work and I do feel myself pushing for it where we want to create a moment where we can transport people and have them mm -hmm. sort of take. And, you know, we talk about spirituality and, and our collaboration. Yeah. We talk about our yearning for the beyond and that plays into process as well, mm -hmm. I think. Um, 100%. And, and also we both have a fascination with danger and the, mm. the dark side and things. So I think we yeah. like to play with edges in that way too. And that push and pull is great. Um, and, and exciting because we both are interested in that. We, and all that we're trying to do here is make something that ultimately you and I are so excited about because we cannot try to sell something unless we first are 100% convinced that this is yeah. fucking genius, you know? Yeah, and 100%. then take it to the world with yeah. that intention. But yeah. so, so, you know, there, uh, Bob, Bob Dylan, yeah. there's a Bob Dylan line that I always think about in this. And it, it's, uh, I, I, I know my song well before I start singing. And it's just like it's just like it's such a it's such a convicting line. Wow. <laughs> it's like every time I step on the mic, I'm like, I think I know my song well before I start singing, and I'm like, do I do I know this song well yes. before I start singing? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And I don't necessarily mean in the literal sense, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so I also think that one of the reasons why our collaboration is working is is actually because we're quite different musicians. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, I, I feel agree. like if there was a lot of sameness, and I think it's the same way, the same way in my band. Um, I feel like we have tons of overlap. The Zen, the <laughs> Venn, <laughs> uh, it was a Freudian slip. Um, uh, the the Venn diagram overlaps. There's tons of overlap, but there's important ways that we're all different. And I think between you and I, we the way we th we think about music is actually quite different in some ways and i think our strengths are very different yeah. um for example i've i i've never really considered myself a songwriter i've never really thought of song making as my kind of like like it's not like central to my my musical personality mm -hmm. it's something i can work at and i can i can i can excel at it when i'm but it's it's not intuitive in the way that it's super intuitive for you yeah i don't know i think that you're a great songwriter i mean it's like it's we never see our gifts yeah. for what they are i mean I, I think to the outside you do actually have a very you have quite a mastery of craft when it comes to crafting songs yeah i mean I'll, but see that's the lens through which i i make songs mm. like i i agree with you that with that but you have this thing where you you just have songs like kind of pouring out of you. I, I remember like in the beginning of this process, you're like, okay, here's these like 
20 songs that I'm really, I've like winnowed it down to being excited about. And I'm like, whoa, 20 songs. Like I can make 20 beats. Mm -hmm. Give me, you know, give me 20 days and I'll make a 20 track instrumental record. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I, when it comes to making songs, I'm just not there. Um, and your your way around words and the the way that 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 melody in particular hooky melodies intersect with hooky feeling lines mm. i just think it's it's a very particular thing and that's one of the reasons why i'm excited about this collaboration because because it's specifically something i'm not good at mm. so i love the idea of like ha taking your strengths and, and that that one in, in, as is one of them Thank um you. and Thanks, and then like, and then making, like doing the thing that I've always wanted to do, which is be able to work with that mm. um, given to me <laughs> instead mm -hmm. of trying to like conjure it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and also your your vocal instrument is so remarkable. And I think Thank I was you. less familiar with your records when we first started touring together. And I got a dose of what an amazing singer you are full on when we when we mm. toured together because it was like night after night it was like what <laughs> like uh. she is so good it was like whoa like you know and i was like i'm glad i was i i'm glad i went on first you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, um so but that's another thing i love is just being able to is being able to use your your voice as an instrument mm. um in a way that I can't use my own voice as an instrument. I, there's, there are charms to my voice, but they don't extend um, as far as yours, in, in my mm. opinion. So, But I also don't want to diminish you, how skilled you are actually as a producer. Oh, um, and, I, and, I, and I'm curious to hear from you in the past working with other producers, and again, not to name names, and this is highs and lows, like every, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. stories acceptable, but how have you done the thing where you kind of set aside your control as a producer knowing that you can produce and that you are adept and you have your own um style and your own yeah. skill set is that been hard to like decide when to do that mm -hmm. um and you can talk about our yeah. collaboration or or whatever no i mean yeah the reason i talk so much about our collaboration is because it is probably a highlight in a producer artist um level but there's 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 been a lot of them and i have i've had a fair bit of experience collaborating with other producers and and trying to gauge that balance of when do I step in that room as someone who is equally adept and able to talk in the technical and and work you know in the waveforms get my hands dirty right. and when to yeah. actually walk in and be like okay I'm here as the storyteller and you've taught me right. a lot about that and and it's so much of it is trust like the reason why I can feel so confident to let you take a song and at times completely one idiot you know <laughs> like if, if I was Guilty. precious yeah you know if I got precious about yeah. stuff it would be really intimidating and not so much intimidating but just very personal and and probably put me on the offense because you know I, I feel that need to 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 pour myself into so many aspects of the music that getting a track back where you've replayed everything and the only thing left is the voice it's you've got to really really like the production <laughs> that someone's doing you know you got to love it yeah and, I mean the first, the first track we worked on, um, I mean, admittedly, and I, I, I might have told you this before, but maybe I haven't. But um, I mean, I was, it was a kind of a test yeah. of that trust. Yeah, um, it was. That, you know, I, that's exactly what I did. I said, okay, well, what if we assume none of this mm -hmm. is truth it, or is the truth that we're going to go for, mm -hmm. except for this incredible 
song, the melody, the vocal performance, the vocal, like the concept, mm-hmm. but then everything else, everything, everything else, else, every it's other disposable. aspect. Mm-hmm. And let's see if I can do that. Let's see if I can push her. I'm just going to go all the way first mm-hmm. and then see if she retracts mm-hmm. or, and I, I don't know that I was doing it super like intentionally, but now in retrospect, I realized that, that I was, I was very much kind of like feeling out. That was the way that I chose to feel out our partnership and the fact that we that it worked so well right then and that you had so much trust in me not meaning that like what i did was like ultimately exactly right or transcendent Mm -hmm. um in all the ways because to be clear you definitely brought back some uh some life that needed to be there and that i kind of squashed but i that was like one of those situations where i was like this i've this collaboration can work because of the trust alone. Yeah. You and know? that process is really interesting one um, because it provokes me, right? It provokes me to either love what you're doing or, or to hate it. And that's really useful information for you as a producer. Totally. To know what I do not like. Um, because you're helping to fulfill my vision and, you know, you you need to have those reactions from me. So I think it, and you know, we've been lucky to the state that I don't think you've ever sent me anything that I'm like, I, I 100% hate this. (laughs) Because because right. we share so much taste, you know, so it's unlikely that right. that'll ever happen. Yeah. But sometimes I feel very strongly about, you know, I think you brought a snare in a second verse of one of the, the ballads or like a soft thing. And I know I knew instantly or it was a hi-hat, wasn't it? Not a snare. You know, yeah, it's like, you know, no, like that's not. And yep. you have the trust in me to know that my instincts on that that I'm not just a singer or a storyteller, that I have totally. a, a, a physical, you know, visceral connection to the the feel of the song. And so that's yeah. trust there. But it, it it's a push and pull because it's yeah. if even if you sent me something and I um, responded, you know, really well to it and then then the next thing I actually was like, no, this isn't the right direction. Again, it's it's at least you're eliciting a response. At least you're eliciting yeah. something strong. The thing that you don't that's want right. is, is, and I've been in it's these like, situations yeah, with producers. Fine. Right, right. Is, is that's you get cool. into the lukewarm territory of like, yeah, I guess you, you added up, yeah, it's, like you added some more yeah. sense and you put, <laughs> I don't know, a live drum instead of a program drum. And like, and I think, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to throw any people under the bridge because of course, like every producer sure, sure. I've walked, worked with has brought something special to my work. But there have been times when a vision I've had for a song you know, I don't think was fully realized because there mm-hmm. was actually not enough danger in the process or there was a little bit of a um, enough risk. Di- diluting process. And and I'll say I'm just uh-huh. as guilty as that, um, of mm-hmm. that as I think some of the producers. Do you think I've that's just with. like kind of fear? I think it's fear. I think it's fear of missing out, the FOMO. <laughs> fear mm-hmm. that if I turn this off, it you know, I lose something that the song needs. Fear that yep. it's not the song isn't enough to stand on its own. So let's put other air candy in there to make sure we keep Yeah. So a lot of this is about confidence. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a that's a really that's a really good point. In my collaborations uh, and I've I've also worked a lot with dancers and choreographers. Um, I've I've found that there's I'm just like kind of generally a cocky guy mm-hmm. <laughs> to a fault, and but I have found that ha- bringing to a collaboration a kind of sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fulfilling a role in collaboration of just being 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 a voice of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Because um, sometimes. Because sometimes it's like, well, who's who's 
who's steering, who's pedaling, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But if but sometimes all you need is you just need like before you even settle on roles, you just kind of have to have the sense that like yes, we're gonna do this. It's yeah. gonna be amazing. It's gonna be incredible. You yeah. know. Yeah, it's um, a huge difference. Yeah, or 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 we're gonna hit the deadline. Even if, <laughs> you know, just some sense of uh, sense yeah. of, some sense of, of confidence. And I think you know the diluting thing that we touched on is like. <laughs> It's also a maturity thing, like just being younger, you're so keen to prove yourself in so many ways as a, as an artist, as a Mm -hmm. producer, as a, you know, and for me, I think proving that I could do a lot sonically was important to me, especially being a woman and not wanting to be just seen as a voice, you know, I wanted to really have that. Um, So sometimes it would be maybe even a pride thing of like, I want to take the song now and apply all my things to it to, to really assert myself in that world. Um, and, and I had a lot of freedom to do that. A, l- a lot of people believing in me and there was a, an empowerment in that. But these days, as I've just gotten a little more confident with the gift I have of storytelling, I feel more and more um, at peace with <sighs> putting that to, to the side in order to serve a larger story, you know, because yeah. there is something about the, the, the focus that comes from turning up to a task with one very specific goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's been my attitude with you. I know that I can bring things to the table sonically and and, and definitely suggest ideas, but I am surrendered to the process. I am trusting you to create a a space and environment where I can give from the most authentic part of who I am. Mm. Um, And I used to think, I used to think that that came from the more, the more I show, the more authentic I'll be. But now I'm Mm. realizing that it's just more, the more I tell the truth. And the only way I'm going to get to really tell the truth is if I have this space and I feel like Ryan has set me up an environment that captures so eloquently the feeling that I then give myself permission to sing Mm. from that place. Oh, that's rad. (laughs) Yeah, it's super rad, huh? Yeah, that's really, you're very articulate. That's awesome. Thanks for, thanks for the embedded, um, the, the embedded compliments in that as well. Yeah, um, I mean I, it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about you because I know that'll get like, we're yeah. just we're just <laughs> so, bigging each yeah. other up. But, <laughs> but it's really tempting. So on that note, so on that note, um, let's, uh, let, I want to I want to ask you about the stage a little bit, stage collaboration, yeah. right? Because we've been focusing on, mostly on um, like the studio collaborations and stuff. So I know that you've worked with a lot of different musicians, but you, you've also hung hung with, a small group of musicians for a long time now mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, and this is something I think about a lot with Sunlux because we're in, inherently a very collaborative project. How do you determine who's like a distinguished guest in the Kimbra story versus um, like a blood relative? Mm, yeah. I think, you know, you pick up on the language that people speak with music really quickly. Like the more that you do that improvisation and the, you know, and, and I think there's been a really clear dialect between me and some of my favorite musicians where it's like, we clearly speak the same language and it's just so obvious. Like I don't have to 
sort of work into their space and try to be you know and if there's too Mm -hmm. bluesy sometimes I feel like I have to Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you get this point of reference with someone else where you know that they are listening for the same things they're listening for the same pockets they're singing melodies that are easy for you to then intersect with and it's just like a language thing you just get get each other Mm. and it's a feel thing then Mm. then there's you know other yeah I mean this is talking more in the intimacy of improvisation I think that's how I that's how I learn my people is often in an improvised space so you know we're we're both listening to the same piece of music what are we each coming up with you know and there's been people along the way uh Daniel Johns who from Silverchair who I've collaborated with a lot Sophia Bruce an artist from Australia who heads the exotech improvisation group with me another vocalist that i immediately have that you know thundercat like as soon as he starts uh playing it's like we we feed off each other in a very um organic way you know Hmm. i mean i think yeah drummers you know this drummers is such a personal thing and my list of drummers that i have that with is is really small because Mm -hmm. it's i'm such a drums person um but yeah when you have that with a drummer it is so it's so exciting and i've just brought a new drummer on on board for my band um that i'm super excited about you know about it so i'm (laughs) I'm yet to explore that connection but my first drummer stevie cat jr like i had that with him as well Mm -hmm. where we start finishing each other's sentences musically that's cool and when you feel that you lock you lock it in right you lock it in and i'm a big believer in like when you get that sort of energy like work with them multiple times like I kind of hate the factory setting of record labels where they're like let's put you in a room with a different person every day all the fucking time like in a room with that's such a why let's put you in a room with (laughs) if you know who you work well with and you've gelled and you've got your I'm not saying don't experiment and step out of your box but I'm a big believer in like finding your people and like locking that in you know I'm actually guilty of like disliking that so much intuitively that I, I don't, I honestly don't do it enough. Yeah, I should, true. I should do it. And I mean, when I go back to L when I get back to LA and I'm, I'm in Indiana right now, uh, cause of the pandemic, but, um, at some point, um, when my kid can go to school again and my wife can, uh, start teaching in person mm-hmm. again, um, at USC, you know, we'll return to LA and it's, it's kind of like one of those things that now I, I, I recognize because you can't get in the same room with anyone. (laughs) There's like a thing where I'm like, oh, I kind of, maybe I should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you understand that. More than than twice or whatever, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, So, but but it's more, I think it's more, I think the point though um, that you're making is more, not that that's, it's more just like following that bloodline, following that, that sense of, commonality or sort of in intuitive communion that you have mm. with other musicians mm. um and rather than being like then just getting a call from your label and being like you know so and so so and so um and look i think it changes according to the way that you're collaborating because you make a good point that like the <laughs> the dynamic when you're writing a song is is very different to say doing a jazz jam improvised music or whatever right so i've been in the studio right. with plenty of writers you know la writers that to be honest i, I don't care for the production you know the, yeah. the ideas yeah, yeah. that they're doing the drums are i just know i'm going to replace it later and it's nothing personal it's yeah. just i i'm not that moved by by the choices that are being made on the, that level but totally we're writing a great song and the chords are beautiful right and where something yes. is happening here that so right. that's when you have yeah. to be really careful that you don't write off people based on taste as well absolutely that's yeah and 
and that's something I'm definitely guilty of, um, is kind of assigning a value to, um, to uh, musicians. I think that, I know um, why you do that, though. I think it's because you are a very visual person. You work so well in film. And, and you know, one of my, my mm. very first collaboration was Francois Titez, the producer of my first album, Vows, and somebody that I used to know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he's the same brain as you. Film scores, you know, visual. Mm-hmm. He had Holy Mountain playing mm-hmm. in the background when we'd, we'd work. You know, it's like he's that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think because you're such an image-driven person, it is really hard if you're in a writing session, someone pulls up an e-piano preset and starts yeah, writing a song. Because sure. you're not seeing the images that fill there's, your... Yeah, there's... Yeah. Whereas when the you pull up your gone. silky, strange, like silkworm <laughs> synths that are, you know, now you're seeing things. And, and that's Ooh, silkworm, <laughs> silkworm synth. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I'm definitely going to take that. But I think that's where you bring something that sometimes I can't do is I see so much color. I see so many um, images that oftentimes when we're having conversations, I'll be, I just need it to be outside of the club, but I just want it to be a bit dirty and you're a little drunk and you're, you know, I'm, I'm giving you yeah, yeah. the environment yeah. so that you can recreate it for me because that's where totally. my production hits a wall is I can mm. sort of get so far, but when I, we want to yeah. get into the nuance of spatial, like yeah. know, emphasis and stuff, yeah. I, I fall short there. So yeah. that's, and that's yeah. like, that's where I, it's funny. Cause that's like, that's where I want to start, you know? And then I want to um, work my way toward i want to start there and then my work my way toward a song you know and that's kind of the way i do sunlux stuff which is cool because you, you're basically writing you're, you're creating a sound world and then you and then you're finding a song that could live inside of it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um i'm actually running out of time now it's it's uh it's four i better um i actually i better run and do some family stuff but no, of course thank you so much for this call um yeah. it was so cool hanging out with you um this call this podcast this episode uh, beautiful thoughts um, and um, I you know I, I'm sure I'll, I'll talk to you in a matter of minutes after this but, <laughs> exactly um, but I really do want to uh, thank you for coming and sharing um, all your awesome insights so, of course anytime so Ryan anytime alright okay. ciao ciao talk bye Kimbra bye bye Thanks to my friend Kimbra for joining me. Really loved getting to talk with her about her perspective on collaboration and sharing some of her experiences. Hope you did as well. Head to KimbraMusic.com to sign up for her newsletter. Check out what she's been up to on all the usual social media channels if you feel so inclined. And of course, listen to all of her music wherever you listen to music. Plans We Make was created by me, Ryan Lott, Ian Chang, and Rafiq Bhatia and was produced and edited by Chris Jacobs. Special thanks to executive producers Michael Kaufman and Hannah Hauser for all their support. Be sure to subscribe to Plans We Make wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, drummer Ian Chang will be taking the host duties and interviewing the amazing singer, artist, and Sunlux collaborator, Hannah Ben. Should be a great conversation. I'm Ryan Lott. Thanks for listening.